I'm stood at Victoria Station as people are starting to arrive for today's Steam Dreams 20th anniversary special. The train will come into platform two, which is frequently used for charter trains, and is going down to Sherburn in Dorset for a carol concert. The enthusiasts charting the train's progress towards the station from the depot at Southall where it lives. <laughs> The first Cathedral's express train ran from Waterloo to Salisbury on the 16th of December 1999. Twenty years and a day later, an anniversary train travelled from Victoria to Yeovil Junction via Salisbury and Sherbourne. The return journey terminated at Waterloo. The anniversary train was pulled by the LMS Princess Coronation class locomotive the Duchess of Sutherland. They've just announced that the train's ready to depart, so the enthusiasts up at the front end photographing the Duchess being reminded to stand behind the yellow line. Do apologise for our late departure this morning. It's not very good, is it, on the anniversary? The train was delayed getting out of the depot at Southall and it then took rather longer to get round the journey through Wilston and uh, Shepherd's Bush. Apologies for that, hopefully we shall make up that time. One very important thing, of course, on the, these trains is safety. I expect a lot of you who are used to travelling by a train will have seen various reports of some very unpleasant things that have been happening on trains, thankfully not charter trains, to people who've leaned out of windows and things. So we're very strict on the train, and we ask you not to lean out of the windows under any circumstances, and please do not put things like cameras, recording gear or anything else out of windows. We're also asked by our operating company to discourage people from gathering in vestibules. Please do not sort of congregate in the vestibules, that would be appreciated. Thank you. A few people on the train today were on the very first train back in 1999, as was I, and we welcomed them aboard, very pleased to see them, and a lot of others of you who have been regular travellers with us over the last 20 years or so. I was reminded by a friend over the weekend that on that first train, when we went through Wimbledon station, after the train had gone through, the announcer on the station said the train that has just gone through Platform 7 is running 30 years late. On leaving Victoria, trains climb a steep incline to Grosvenor Bridge. They then cross the Thames. After passing Battersea Power Station, the train dropped down to pass under the lines from Waterloo to Clapham Junction, thus allowing the train to follow a route through Wandsworth Town, Feltham, Staines and Chertsey, before joining the South West Main Line at Byfleet and Newhall. The next stop was Woking to pick up passengers. Once we got up to speed after leaving Woking, I tracked down Marcus Robertson, who led the Steam Dreams team for the first 19 years. I'm with Marcus Robertson, who 20 or so years ago had an idea about running steam trains. Marcus, how did it come about? I, I'm an, an avowed enthusiast. I loved going behind steam when it came back on the main line in 1992. First trip for 25 years was out of Waterloo with Tor Valley 
and that was the first time steam had been allowed on the southern region and I went on all the trips that that engine and others subsequently did and just occasionally, like twice in 30 years, I had managed to get my wife Marianne on a couple of trips with the children and she said, rightly, you know, you could make this so much better if you did this for non-enthusiasts and particularly women and thought about it from what they would want. So we changed the whole basis of what these tours are about. Yes, it's obviously going to appeal to an enthusiast because it's got a steam engine on the front, it's on the main line, doing things that for years couldn't be done. But what we've tried to do is to go to interesting places, not make it too long a day, although that's lapsed a bit in recent years, and have an onboard caterer who is under our own control. In fact, we have our own chef now and our own kitchen car and not use traditional railway catering. So do modern catering, even though the train itself is older. And the most important rule of her four was to have an onboard loo cleaner. And that is probably the most important for every woman I've ever asked what the thing they judge a train by most is that. Have you enjoyed it? Enjoyed a lot of it, endured quite a bit of it. And uh, in the end, I suppose, I certainly don't regret doing it, I've had some fantastic moments, but I'm glad that it is not my day-to-day responsibility anymore. After 19 years last year, a lovely guy called David Buck took it on, and he now has those sort of thoughts and uh, worries that I used to have, but he's much more resilient than I was, I think, because uh, it is a difficult industry. There are, you're always fighting against the odds on so many fronts that it can sometimes sap the strength. But the important thing is the passenger doesn't often see that side of it and has a lovely day and that's what makes it worthwhile. What would you see in the last 20 years of these steam trains is the high point? Gosh that's really hard to answer I mean obviously the very very first trip to Salisbury was very exciting as was the first one to Canterbury the following summer but the high points from a sort of normal train perspective definitely running Flying Scotsman to Edinburgh taking it over the border bridge for the first time this century and then the next day over the fourth bridge for the first time this century fantastic days the queues of people to see the train underneath the bridge just you could not see a space for a car to park and it was the same when we went up to Tweed Bank as well just everywhere people out to see the engine fantastic and it very nearly didn't happen so that in itself because we overturned a network rail block on going to Tweed Bank and over the fourth bridge literally less than 24 hours before we were due to run so that was very exciting and a very big day. So many things like that where you're taking an engine somewhere, the coronation we did that, the Top Gear show when Clarkson came on the train with us and Tornado raced with Clarkson on board to Edinburgh against the other two, one on a bike and and one in a vintage car. Great fun programme to do. But to be honest, the real emotional high days have nearly always been about other things. So on the sort of more normal note, engagements, weddings, things like that big birthdays but on the very poignant level probably the things that you remember as the greatest memories in many ways are actually the things that mean the most to people which have been the funeral trains we've done a couple a memorial train where we had a service for a driver down at Bristol in the Romans church and then committed his ashes going up the bank where he loved driving from Westbury up to Upton Scudamore those sort of things are actually what you remember with most kind of emotion, more than the, the sort of more positive things and the funny sort of thing, or the more obvious things. Those were incredible days. You're dealing with rolling stock, locomotives that are not in their first flush of youth. You must have some issues. The very nature of their era, that's what we've got. So even when it was new, it was not like modern trains that worked out of the box. And Well, actually they don't always, but um, in theory everything works thoroughly, accurately every time. 
The difference is with this sort of stuff, you can bodge it and fix it. If something goes wrong with a modern train, quite often that's the end of that for the day. Yes, there are challenges, and luckily we have a guy on this train called Screwdriver Dave, who fixes whatever he can, whenever he can, and at least from a passenger perspective, they can see him trying if something isn't working. But actually, there are, by and large, small issues that amuse people rather than ruin the day in any shape or form. There's no point in going on an old train expecting what you did get on a new train. It's better in so many ways that the small glitches are worth it just for the amusement factor. After 19 years, you kind of put the dream back in its wrapping as far as you were concerned and have passed the reins on. Well, first of all, I have to say it was the right thing for our family, for my wife who's put up with me for 19 years, living the dream and the occasional nightmare. And from her point of view and mine, it was time to, to move on. I'd, I'd had all the ideas I was going to have. I was probably running out of, of steam myself in terms of doing this. And the only thing that if we were going to move the business on to someone else, it had to be the right person. And there were a few people who would have taken it on, but David was the one that reflected our values. We got to know him and his wife, Patricia, well through using Mayflower for a, a couple of years. And, you know, they're very much on the same page as us in wanting people to have a great day out and understanding it's much more than just the steam engine on the front. And David has taken it on another level and, and has done things, and having an engine house obviously is great as well, but has created the Windsors with the sunsets. It's only an hour and a half to go to Windsor. So it's bought steam to people who wouldn't otherwise have booked. It's cheaper, shorter, and then people come on that, trial it, and a lot of them have then come back for day trips, and even some people have booked for holidays. That sort of development is something that I think is a really good move by him to do, and he's very supportive of the holidays and has asked me to carry on with that. The holidays we're going to be doing in the next couple of years, Bavaria next year for Christmas markets, and the Mayflower 400 to celebrate the boat that went to the United States, but using our engine to get there to Plymouth and Penzance. You know, these sort of things are fantastic things to be doing. And in a couple of years, we're going to be going around New Zealand for three weeks. These are sort of things that he is very supportive of, and we're enjoying being involved still in doing that. Well, thank you very much. And from all the people who've travelled with Steam Dreams over 20 years, I'd like to thank you very much for having that dream in the first place. The next stop was Salisbury, where some passengers left the train to spend time in the city. A ceremony took place on the platform to commemorate the 20th anniversary of that very first Cathedral's Express trip. The train has now stopped at Salisbury for watering. All the passengers are getting out. And we're also having a special cake-cutting ceremony to celebrate the 20 years of Steam Dreams. So here on the platform at Salisbury Station, the cake has now been cut. The birthday celebrated. Each set of doors on this train has a steward, and the steward is the only person who is allowed to open and close the doors. This is to ensure that they're properly shut and properly locked. The reason for this is that, of course, the carriages are from the 1950s and 60s and are old slam door stock, and therefore there are no electric locking controls such as those you'd find on modern trains. Travelling in coaches such as the ones used on these trains is all part of the authentic steam experience that is delivered by Steam Dreams. <laughs> After the rather unpleasant weather when we were at Salisbury, the sky's brightened up a good deal now as we're heading down towards Sherbourne.
themselves ready. We'll be in Sherborne in a few minutes' time. This evening, our, our departure time in Sherborne is from 17.50 to 17.54. Could you make sure, please, you're back at the station no later than 17.45? The majority of the passengers left the train at Sherborne, where they went to a carol service in the Abbey. Good afternoon and a very warm welcome to Sherborne Abbey, to all of you who have travelled on Steam Dreams down to Sherborne. Some of the passengers remained on the train until we reached Yeovil Junction. At Yeovil Junction they watched the locomotive and the train being serviced, and the Duchess being turned on the turntable. So all around me enthusiasts, enjoying the last of a winter's afternoon. The rain that must have been here earlier because it's wet underfoot has stopped. We're seeing the last of the sun as it dips behind the trees. The Duchess is being fueled. You can hear the coal being loaded. 
and all the time there are people filling the tanks above the carriages which feed the toilets and the taps. At the same time as they're servicing the locomotive, the catering staff are servicing the train. All the tablecloths that have been used this morning are being removed and clean tablecloths are being put in their place. For those who are dining, the tables are being laid up for dinner. The train itself has a really Christmas feel about it. The catering staff work incredibly hard. The kitchen car that accompanies every train is one of the most important carriages on the whole train. All the food is prepared from scratch in this kitchen car. The team of chefs have produced on the way from London a full English breakfast for all the dining passengers. On the way back, they'll be producing a full dinner. The Duchess is now on the turntable, about to be turned round. The tender is full of coal. So the locomotive is now turning on the turntable. You wouldn't get much bigger than the Duchess of Sutherland onto that turntable. It's an impressive sight as she comes round. Everybody gets to see every part of the locomotive on the turntable. Everybody stood right up against the fence. It's a face full of steam as well as she passes. And the turntable just coming up to a halt as it reaches the correct alignment with the tracks so that the Duchess can return and be put on the front of the train for the journey back to London. with Richard Foster we're stood on the platform he was train manager 20 years and a day ago on that very first train and he's train manager again today how did you originally get involved with steam dreams well that's very interesting I was um, a volunteer at the Midhance Railway and when I joined the Midhance Railway as a volunteer which is after I retired from my first job which is in the civil service so I was interested in railways I went down to the Midhance who were just about to start operating rail tours on the main line. And I was asked if I would uh, take on the duties of doing the bookings, the tickets, and then onto the train itself as a steward and then as a train manager at times, which I did and I enjoyed it. And then uh, Marcus Robertson approached the Midhance Railway and asked whether it would be possible to use their main line locomotives and their carriages to operate his fledgling services on the main line. I sort of came along with it. And Nomidhant said, if you like us to, we could provide a train manager for you as well. And that's how I got to do it. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> and enjoy it. It's, it's a good day out. I have some great people who work with me. Our role is very largely just looking after the safety, security of the train. Obviously, we answer questions from the passengers. We'll do whatever we can to help them, give them a good day out. And uh, the business has grown. It started off with us just going to Salisbury and Canterbury. And since then, we've gone all over the country. We've developed into holidays, eight and nine day holidays in the UK. We've been overseas, never got bored of it. Quite a few of the stewards have been around for a lot of that 20 years. They have, yes. Unfortunately, there was another one who was joined the same time as I did. He's not very well at the moment, not able to come out with us. But we've had some who joined quite soon after we started and came from all walks of life and but they've all had this interest in railways and basically that's what we ask for somebody who who's interested in that and can do the like to do the sort of thing we do and i won't say take orders but he works he's good at working to instructions (laughs) 
it's good that some of us that are not so young as we were 20 years ago are coming towards the end perhaps of our time on these things and uh, the younger generation and when I say younger generation here of course I mean those that are over 60. <laughs> we always used to say that that uh, if you want to be a steward on the train the first quality is you've got to have white hair. Well that's not quite true now because there's at least one steward probably in his 20s. Yeah you see the youngsters are coming along. Well thank you very much and I hope your association with Steam Dreams will go on for many years to come. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sat with Bruce, who is part of the support crew of Mayflower. So what does a steam locomotive's support crew do? We basically do everything up to the point that the driver and fireman take over. So we'll turn up the engines cold. We have to make sure there's enough water and enough coal for the journey. Then the night before, we'll put a warming fire in, which is a small, small fire what we don't want to do is bring the engine into steam too quickly. We'll wake up in the morning and either the fire's still there or it might have gone out but the engine will be just warm, warm to touch. And then what we'll do is, is bring it up to steam, bring it up to full pressure, ready for something called an FTR which is a fitness to run examination. And we can't go anywhere on the national network without the paperwork that says the engine is fit to run. Once we've got that We've then got to oil round, which there were probably getting onwards 80 points to oil on an engine. Two types of oil. There's the lubricating oil, which does the axle boxes, most of the moving parts. And there's the steam oil, which is a lot thicker, which we have to use for the cylinders. If we use just normal oil in the cylinders, then it would just disappear and wouldn't do its lubricating. So then we go on the trip. And when we're on the trip, the support crew is responsible for making sure that the water stops, that we water the engine. And then when we get to the destination, the support crew will take over. We'll clean the fire out, clean the ash. Obviously, there's a lot of ash in the hop. And then rebuild the fire, ready for the journey back. And then when we get back on the depot, we'll dispose of the engine. So we'll make sure it's full of water again. Just clean the fire if it needs cleaning of any clinker. So basically what the support crew does, it does everything up to the point the West Coast driver and fireman will then take over. We're responsible for handing the paperwork over to the driver and saying this engine is fit to run, we've oiled it, we've coaled it, and then the driver will take over and the fireman will, will run the trip. And so, fully serviced, the train started its return journey to London. The train picked up passengers at Sherborne and then Salisbury on its way to Waterloo. I'm with Phil Marsh, who's our guard this evening. And Phil was involved right at the beginning, so he's been interested in Steam Dreams for the last 20 years. At that time, you were involved with the Midhance Railway, or the Watercrest Line. Yeah, that's right. Uh, They very kindly invited me to join them as a director and I ended up as chairman uh, and that was fabulous because I was born in Winchester so it was my local railway so that was that was really good and then the Midhance Railway had a mainline certified set of rolling stock and a couple of locomotives and they, they promoted some steam charters and then Marcus came along and had this crazy idea of doing steam charter trains but in sensible hours. We, we came to an agreement fairly quickly it was really really hard work with the engineering teams at the Midhance to turn out the rolling stock 
and the steam locomotive. We got all the track access agreements and all the other back-to-back contracts sorted out, and away we went. And here we are 20 years later. I've gone from chairman to being guard. I don't know if it's promotion or demotion. But you're guard with West Coast, who provide the rolling stock anyway for these trains. That's right, and I've been with West Coast for... 15 years doing operations now and it's been my second railway career so I had 30 years doing commercial work 15 years doing operational work and so I've had two careers So you said that the Midhants provided the original train set for the Cathedral's Express as it was in those days how long did that last? I really can't remember but I know we had almighty internal rows within rail track at the time because I was sort of senior in rail track so I had the inside track to the train planners and what train paths were available. The job I had in rail track just a couple of years before that was when anybody wanted to set up a train company I was there to help them through the safety case process and through the commercial contract process and every one I told them not to do it because they would lose all their money because it was that serious and several people said I'm going to do it and Marcus Robinson who's just turned up said he was going to do it but crucially he didn't become a train operator but he became a train promoter which is probably worse because there was a saying in those days he who has the traction the rolling stock and the safety case is king but he who only hires in the rolling stock and the traction is at the whim of everybody else but steam dreams has been here for 20 years and highly successful i have to say and it is very highly respected for the customer service and the trips they do it is in my opinion i would say this wouldn't i but it is the best um, it is the best tour promoter well thank you very much I'm with David Buck, who took over as chief dreamer from Marcus Robertson a year or so ago. David, how have you found the first full year? Wonderful, fantastic. I couldn't have enjoyed it more. Do you think you've made some big changes? We're making small changes. Marcus did a fantastic job building up the trains, the brand, over 20 years, and we're just doing small tweaks. But we have introduced things like the Roll Winter Steam Express and the Sunset Steam Express to expand what we do and to bring steam travel to a whole new range of customers. I would have said that the Royal Windsors and the Sunset were quite a big change because they were a regular scheduled service every Tuesday. Yes, they're not a change, they're an addition. We haven't actually cut back on our day trips. This is an additional thing we're doing to see if we can tap into a new market. Also, you own Mayflower. How do you find running a steam charter company and owning a locomotive? Very difficult. (laughs) It's a big challenge because running a a mainline locomotive is a lot of hard work. And thank goodness I've got a tremendous support crew, tremendous team that look after it, maintain it, prepare it and support each trip. But, of course, it's very tempting to want to put the loco on every trip that we do. But that's not possible, of course, because when we're hauling a very large train, you need a big engine. Mayflower is ideal for most of the trips we do. And, of course, it's a go-anywhere engine. It's not hindered by route availability and has proved extremely useful and very reliable. But after every five trips, we have to stop and wash it out, and that takes a good week to do. So we do need other engines to operate with us, which gives a change, and it works well for everyone. What's happening next year in 2020? Wait and see. (laughs) First of all, the, the Windsors and the Sunsets will be expanded because building on the success of of last year we're going to increase the number that we do precisely how we do that we're still finalizing but we'll probably increase them by about 50 percent the market is there and we would very much like to as i say build on it and we will do 
roughly the same number of day trips as we've done this year, and possibly to some additional locations. We're going to have you know, the core trips that we regularly do, plus we've discovered one or two other interesting places we can go. So you're looking forward to the challenges of the next few years to take Steam Dreams onwards? Oh, very much so, yes. Lots of ideas are coming from everybody. We're listening to everybody, and we will be here for many, many years to come. Well, thank you very much. I take this opportunity to thank the passengers and crew on the anniversary train for making this podcast possible. This podcast has been produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio in association with the Steam Dreams Rail Company. Thank you.